Dropbox headquarters selling for a record $1.08 billion in San Francisco's second largest sale ever. If you've never been on this show, every Friday at 12 o'clock Pacific time, I go live on social media and on YouTube to go over the latest headline articles of the week and going over several of the market data trends that are happening so that you can see for yourself as to what is going on with the Bay Area market. If you or anyone you know has any questions about the market, feel free to chime in live or leave it in the comments below on the YouTube channel, and I will get back to you as soon as I can. Several big headline articles for the for the week. Dropbox headquarters sells for $1.08 billion in San Francisco's second largest sale ever. Uh, for those that don't know, the Dropbox space is at Mission Bay, which is still a very popular destination. I have a lot of clients that are actively looking there. Average price points there range from, I think on the low end of a one bedroom, maybe about 800, 900,000 to over $2 million for our condos there. But it shows a it shows the strength of the market in the sense of uh, other buyers wanting to buy in this marketplace. So even though Dropbox is, I think they actually uh, are not renewing their lease, so it's going to be somewhat of a vacant property. There are still buyers that are willing to make a bet uh, in that space, in that prime location. So something really interesting to see and to be aware of because they're clearly making their bets as to... Uh, what they see of the future. So we'll see who actually becomes a tenant in that massive space. Um, time will tell, but certainly huge news in the area of Mission Bay, San Francisco. Some other news, top 10 US biopharma clusters. This has been reshuffled in terms of the largest clusters in the US. There are always many top prominent figures such as Boston, uh, San Diego. But what is interesting is I would have thought San Diego would have been third uh, third place, but it looks like New New York, New Jersey has really picked up tremendously uh, to be a, a cluster of uh, biopharmaceutical companies out in that region. You can take a look. San Francisco Bay Area is the second largest cluster. I suspect uh, I don't. It'll be very difficult for them to pass Boston, but I suspect both will continue to grow very aggressively. You can see a lot of the things have changed in the last year. So Bay Area has improved on the list, climbing from fourth to third in jobs. There's 145,000 jobs in this industry in San Francisco Bay Area, from third to second in lab space. There's a big challenge of just even finding available space. But as soon as things can be converted or as soon as things can be um, just built up from the ground up, they're getting immediately leased. You can see it all examples across, the, especially the peninsula side of the Bay Area, where a lot of those developments are happening as we speak. Um, but of course, the, as of right now, Boston remains a top nation's cluster. Uh, a lot of it has to do with a lot of funding. Like, look at the amount of uh, the, the NIH funding versus what it wasn't, what it is in the Bay Area. So they get a lot of basically government money. You can see in the Bay Area, they only get the fourth, even though they're the second largest here in Bay Area. It's still a lot of money, but uh, at the same time, given how many research institutions and top schools when it comes to uh, medicine and, and uh, pharmaceuticals are in that area, they continue to be the strongest uh, there. But I suspect that both of the areas will do very well over the next decade, especially as we have seen a lot of fantastic things that have happened in terms of 
biotech, the biotech industry in terms of cancer research, in terms of uh, now with like mRNA of that's how we got, we were able to get the vaccine out. Quite frankly, the vaccine was created in just two days. The rest of the things were just about testing. So it's, it's going to be really interesting to see how we treat diseases moving forward. And I suspect this is going to be a huge driver for the Bay Area economy. And of course, Boston will be a benefactor as well, given their density there. Let's talk about some news about the Bay Area market. COVID, East Bay town of Mountain House. So leave it in the comments below if you even know where Mountain House is or if you have been there before. For many of you that have not been there before, it is next to Tracy. I think it's like a, almost like a suburb of Tracy is from what I remember. It's not very big, but it's like amazing, huge houses in the area. And uh, it's east of kind of the Livermore Pleasanton. And you can get a house there for, I believe, five to $600,000 for like a, like a massive house. I mean, these are, these are huge houses, probably like over 2,500 square feet. I think maybe the price is now closer to six to 700, um, last I checked. But the idea is that these places that are about an hour away or an hour and a half away from the core Bay Area has become really, really popular. You've seen the data itself because I've gone over like a, a lot of the hardest markets are not the core Bay Area. It's actually further out, whether it's Tracy, whether it's Sacramento, Lake Tahoe, those regions. You can see that the home values have increased by 20% in the last six months. That's not unusual. Now, I will make a caveat. The Bay Area itself has seen a 10 to 15% increase in the last two to three months. So we may very well beat this amount, but it may take some time. But previously, before where we're at today, uh, they have seen some of the largest spikes. And as you know, a lot of these news articles are always a little bit of a delay versus what we're about to go over. That's an insight as to what you can expect to see from the news articles. But sometimes it's a viral, it's a, it's a feedback loop. So sometimes you see it on the news and it accelerates again. But for those that listen in, you already have a competitive advantage of what is likely to happen. Uh, before the news actually get picks it up. So, but something to be mindful of, like Tracy Mountain House uh, has certainly picked up uh, quite a bit. And last but not least of the week, there's not a whole lot. Um, spring housing market forecast, record purchase volume. Um, I, I agree. I think people are hoping that there will be a large amount of inventory that will pick up on the market. I suspect that there will be more, but I don't suspect it'll be that much more. So just be mindful. Like if you are thinking of trying to buy in the spring market, you might as well look now because it's a week by week market anyways, right? For those that are working with myself or understand the market, things cycle every week and then it just moves on to the next week of new properties that you need to compete on. But you can see a lot of the feel of this is that the largest cohorts are millennials and the peak first time buyers are age of 32 or 33. I mean, think about that. They've been working for 10 years in their careers. A lot of them have saved a lot of money. It was more of the hesitancy of, look, I want to rent in like San Francisco, pay these exorbitant amounts of rent. And then who knows, we'll just keep kicking the can down the road and one day we'll buy. But because of the last year, it has accelerated people thinking about investing in home ownership. And because they're at home a whole lot more, they want to settle down and, and buy a place. And so a lot of that is the millennial kind of migration. That's maybe that's the term that I want to coin and phrase. And so give you an idea. I mean, I've helped this year, 12 families buy a house and, um, majority 
I think a majority were millennials. I think majority were millennials. Uh, some were doing it as trade-ups. So that's very common in this market as well. But majority are millennials first-time buyers. So uh, something to be mindful of. I even have some clients now that they're only one to two years out of school and they're working at a really good company making a lot of money. And they're already thinking about homeownership. So I think this is a huge demographic that a lot of people are taking for granted because there's a there's a stigma about millennials wasting money on travel or just just spending on random things but i think a lot of people are now able to understand a lot more about investing realizing about that and this is going to be a huge huge buyer pool uh, over the next couple of years at the very least i have many actually listings coming up and i've got chosen from a lot of individuals that are obviously much older than myself. And I asked them, why did you guys choose me? Uh, you know, they could have asked a previous realtor, they can ask whoever they want. And they said, the likely buyer of this home is someone likely your age. And I think that's very important and a very good opportunity, quite frankly, for someone like myself, right? It's because that is true. It's a combination of being tech savvy, combination of the demographic is likely around my age that will be able to afford and want to buy a one to three million dollar home. Don't don't overlook it. It's very common today. Um, did a few closings this week. They're about the same age as myself, range easily between one to two and a half million dollars. So really interesting to see that, um, and it's good feedback. So uh, I think it's something not to be overlooked, um, given there are a lot of millennials here, and they have a lot of money. So it's a question of whether they want to buy or not. So. That's something to just be mindful of. All right, let's go take a look at the data itself. So what has been going on this week? San Mateo County first. New listings, 159 new listings this week, which is actually a pretty big drop, as you can see, over the last several weeks. So do not ever bank and hope that things will just keep uh, increasing or there'll just be more and more as the weeks goes on. That's not how it works. It's always week by week. Now, as an aggregate, there may be more over previous months, but... At the same time, if you have a search criteria, let's say it's a million dollar condo or it's a $2 million single family home or it's a house in Belmont, the reality is you should be pretty glad that you can see two or three homes a week, right? There's just not that many in that specific criteria. So rather than trying to time a market of figuring out what might be best for you and you want to move in spring or summer, start actively looking now. And if it works and it meets your criteria and your finances are in line, be ready to go for it because you're not going to be the only bidder either. In general, most homes will have between 10 to 25 bids for a home. Now, it doesn't mean that things are crazy. Things are still relatively predictable, but it is not an easy market by any means, especially as a buyer. If you're a seller, then certainly you need to reach out. We need to talk because there is no better time, if you think about it, to have the maximum amount of buyers in this market than we have right now. But let's take a look at the week-by-week -week numbers. As I mentioned previously, if you saw it last week, it was very scary of where it was trending towards. Medium sales price of over $2 million. But I did mention last week that I thought the numbers would have dropped. I think it would be higher than what it was in February, but not like that high. And as you can see, it's starting to even out now that we're in kind of the midpoints of March. I suspect this number, though, will probably pick up a little bit. So I think it will end as the highest it has been. But, but look at this increase, right? If you compare the January, this is a $250,000, $300,000 increase from 
So that's a you know 20 to 30 percent increase in two months. So that's something just to be mindful of and to understand. Like San Mateo has certainly picked up tremendously and it is on fire. This week I lost on a bid in South San Francisco. My clients had the opportunity to win it if they wanted to, but they didn't want to pay that amount. But for a 1,000 square feet home in South San Francisco with a 4,500 square foot lot, that was going to sell for over $1.32 million. So it gives you an idea for anyone that knows South San Francisco, you know, it's typically a little bit cloudy. You know, the houses are really small. You know, uh, the lots are very small. But even South San Francisco is that competitive for a thousand square feet house. I think it's like a three bed, one bath as well. So pretty amazing times, um, but something just to be to understand. Uh, it's not about what you thought South San Francisco is. It's about understanding where it is today and if you're comfortable with it or not. That's that's your your you know your choice to make. Looking at condos, even condos have picked up tremendously, right? You had the opportunity to buy at the dips of the last year. This was, you know, during the elections, people were always scared about elections. And the story happens every time. As soon as the elections were over, as you can see, massive pickup, massive increase. Um, so something just to be uh, aware of. And it seems like it's just getting started. Let's take a look at Santa Clara County. Santa Clara County, very, very competitive, very hot. 482 new listings a week. This is a very high number. I mean, look at the amount that this has versus what it has been all year. I think this may have been the highest it has been in the last 15 months. So don't take that for granted because who knows how long that lasts. 473 went contingent pending this week. Look at these prices though. This is pretty intense, right? Last week, if you look at the numbers for only the last first five days, it was a little over one six. Right now it's trending to be, it's still even higher than that. So this may be the end, this may be the result for people to understand Look at this difference. This is a $225,000 difference from two months ago. So from a math perspective, that's about 17, 18% over the last two months. Something to be very mindful of. I see this all the time. It's happening in all price ranges and in all types, as you can see here for single family in San, Santa Clara County. Even condos, look at condos. Condos have also, condos and townhomes have also increased through the year. So don't be fooled and think that prices have been flat. You can see for yourself that they have certainly increased. Something to be mindful of as well if you look at Santa Clara County. So look at Alameda County. Alameda County, they don't really have much of a dip. As you can see, it was just a steady increase as the months went on. Very competitive in that market too. Same with condos and townhomes. That has been, in this case, a pickup over the last few months. But this is the same story for most condos and townhomes. However, you can see... But the, uh, the median price is still higher uh, than it was previously. Contra Costa County, looking at the data here, similar results, right? Significant increase over the last few months. Uh, back to that time, this was election time for those that were hesitant, right? And people that were like, yeah, look, let's just wait to see what happens after the election. You see it for yourself. It was a, a big opportunity. But like anything, there is a price to pay when things are quote unquote more settled down and you're seeing it for yourself. I suspect this will continue to increase as well. Even condos and townhomes in Contra Costa County, look at that spike. Pretty incredible to see. Very big spike versus what it was over the last few months. Now, I get this all the time. What's going on in San Francisco? Look at what has happened with San Francisco single family homes. It has also picked up pretty tremendously. The median price 
is previously in December, January was a little over 1.5. Now we're already at about 1.8. That's about a 20% increase in the last two to three months. Incredible to see for single family. This is San Francisco. Look at condos though. Even condos have picked up a little bit, but it's still a little weak. And in the sense that it's still a good time for buyers, but that is changing. Like I have at least six or seven clients now that are actively looking in San Francisco for condos. If you ask me the same question two months ago, I had zero looking in San Francisco. But there is without a doubt that vaccines are being rolled out very quickly. The At least from a supply perspective, Biden wants and is likely to happen because he's been actually lowballing vaccine figures for a while now. He wants every adult to have the opportunity to have a vaccine by the 1st of May which is only six weeks out. And I think a lot of people have already seen that. They have seen that that is right around the corner. And with that in mind, a lot of people are flocking back to San Francisco. It's really, really amazing to see. Now, company-wise, I don't know if they'll flock back, but it's not about companies per se. You know, People want to go to San Francisco because of the density of, one, younger people, two, a lot more things to do. Uh, when it comes to the social uh, aspect of things. So it's really interesting as we see people go back to the city and wanting to buy already in the city. Now, there a lot are trying to buy before everyone else goes back in because that's going to be really intense once it gets to that stage. So it will be really interesting to see over the next few months what actually happens. But I do see a definite pickup in buyer demand in San Francisco. So if you have a place in San Francisco, Reach out. I think it might be a good time to talk and explore options. Like if you had some challenges selling in the past, it's totally understandable. But right now, like people are definitely flocking back. There is without a doubt a much bigger increase of demand that there was previously. Let's look at Marin County. Marin County, the only interesting thing, right? Or the only one that has kind of gone away from the trends that we have seen from every other county. You can see that the median price has actually dropped in March. I suspect it'll pick up for the rest of the March, but you can see it has not been the same trend upwards. Now, I think this has to do potentially with those wanting to move back to the city. A big part of Marin County, a lot of the demographics are those that work and live in San Francisco. So that's a big you know, aspect. And then the other aspect is some choose to go to the East Bay instead, because you get a lot more for your money out there. So really interesting to see of Marin County. There, this is the only chart that is being reflected this way that has not continued to increase. Could be also a buying opportunity for those that want a little bit less of a competition than other markets. So I hope this was helpful so that you can see what I think of the weekly data itself. I also go over the weekly news articles. If you or anyone you know has any questions about the market, feel free to directly reach out. My contact details are below. You can also set up a calendar uh, my calendar link is below, so you can also set up a time to chat. And if you didn't watch my latest videos, be sure to watch it, and I'll have it here on the side. And uh, with, without further ado, I think we'll wrap up for the day. I'll see you at the next one. Enjoy the weekend. Bye now. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of this podcast. If you like this show, please be sure to leave a five-star review for wherever you have searched for it. And if you wanted to talk about your real estate goals, feel free to reach out at any time. You can email me at spencer at spencerhsu.com or give me a call or text 408-223-5493. Talk to you soon. Have a good one.